lift up Jesus in this place. Come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. Every praise, every praise belongs to God today. Every praise, every praise, every praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated in the house today. Good morning, PT. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's so good to be with you all today. I say grace and peace from even Kingdom and Promise Center. I give you grace and peace. Um, I want to give thanks to Bishop Brian in his absence, and I'm praying he's being refreshed. Are you praying for your, your bishop? That he's being refreshed, restored, because God's not through with him yet. And God's not through with him yet here at PT. Oh, come on, somebody. That's your bishop. That's your pastor. And I want to thank God for Elder Lady Carmen uh, today, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. And I just want to give honor to the elders who are holding it down in bishop's absence. And uh, can you just look at somebody and smile at them today? If you have teeth, if you don't have any teeth, just show some gums. <laughs> Just do something and smile at somebody and say good morning to them. Just say good morning, come on. Say good morning to them. Yeah, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hallelujah. Let's just pray really quickly, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Your word is already blessed. But Lord, I need a fresh anointing to release this word. And Lord, I pray even right now that hearts would be open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I decrease that you would increase. Holy Spirit, preach through me that we would hear what you're saying in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 26. I believe I'm here on assignment this morning and that God has released a word for this house and many of you today. Matthew 26 I'm going to read some different verses out of there. I'm going to jump around a little bit. So I'm going to start with verses, you see it on the screen, verses 1 to 2. It says, when Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, Passover begins in two days. And the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Jumping down to verse 21. While they were eating, Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. Verse 31, the first part of verse 31. On the way, uh, they're walking now. Jesus tells them again, his disciples, tonight, not just one of you will betray me, but all of you going to desert me. Let's go to verse 36. Then Jesus, then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. And he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. And he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. But stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. And he said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? 
My title this morning is Moment of Truth. We need to have a moment of truth today. And so let me break down what a moment of truth is because this is the heart of, 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 of the word today, moment of truth. And, and the dictionary defines moment of truth to be a moment at which one's character, one's courage, and one's skill is put to an extreme test. Your character, your courage is put to the test. It also means an occasion when something important happens that tests someone or something, but see that test will have an effect on the future. If I break that down even more, that test is gonna have an effect on your destiny. Also, the, the, the third definition of moment of truth means it's a critical moment or time that tests and reveals one's true self or makes one face the truth. Somebody say amen. We need to have a moment of truth. Because some of you even right now in this church are going through or even watching online your character or your courage is being tested. Some of you even right now are in situations where you uh, uh, have to face the truth even about yourself. You're going through some stuff. But in this text today, Jesus declares to his disciples that, that he said, look, in two days, basically, I'm going to be killed. See, see, we miss this. You imagine knowing that in two days you're going to be killed? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. That's a moment of truth where your courage is going to be tested. Your resiliency is going to be tested. Knowing when something is coming to an end before it ends is a moment of truth. Y'all getting this? You know that relationship is going to end. Somebody better say amen. Because some of you know that relationship is coming to an end. It's a moment of truth. Because sometimes, oh, hope me, Holy Ghost. Sometimes we stay in things too long. It's a moment of truth, moment of truth. That job, you know that job, the Lord, Lord is saying, look, I, I, I've got something, I need you to move on. That job needs to come to an end. Or someone close to you is dying or, or at the point of death. It is a moment of truth. We got to face it. We got to face it. Jesus faces another moment of truth when he states that he will be betrayed, that one of you who I walked with for three years is going to turn your back on me. We know because of the end of the story, we know it's Judas. We know it's for greed and for money. But still, imagine knowing ahead of time that somebody close to you is going to betray you. Jesus also tells his disciples, see, I'm going to deal with this betrayal in me. Just that all y'all are going to desert me. See, we want prophetic words. Prophesy to us. But you imagine the preacher come and prophesy, you're going to desert Jesus. Jesus prophesies and says, all of y'all are going to desert me. All of y'all are going to be to betray me. Can I say this? Dealing with betrayal is a moment of truth. 
Some of you say, well, I've never been betrayed. Let, let me break down betrayal. See, betrayal can, can be in the form of abandonment, can be in the form of deception. Have you ever been deceived by somebody? It can be in the form somebody misleads you, somebody's been unfaithful. Oh, are y'all quiet in here today? Like, somebody breaks a promise, somebody double crosses you, somebody lets you down, somebody stabs you in the back, somebody walks out on you. These are all forms of betrayal. Somebody needs to say, Help Jesus. Because at those moments of truth, when those betrayals happen, all those different forms, it's testing your character. It's testing your courage. Psychologists agree that betrayal is one of the worst kinds of emotional pain a human being can experience in life. And what makes betrayal especially painful is that it is inflicted by those closest to us, whether a trusted friend, a loved one, or a confidant. The longer, deeper, and more intimate our relationship with our betrayer, the more severe our pain over their betrayal. Some of us still in this room today watching this sermon are dealing with betrayal. Because the abandonment that took place, even when you were a child, is still, you're, it's still messing with you today. That neglect was betrayal. That absentee father or mother was betrayal. Dealing with that double-crossing, no-good so-and-so. Friend, relative, co-worker who stabbed you in the back. This is a moment of truth, church. It's a betrayal. I know, Pastor Rain, this is hard. I always got hard words. And see, that was my moment of truth. Lord, I don't want to preach like this. Why can't you give me a nice message where people shout? I want people to jump. And the Lord says, yeah, but when they get through jumping and shouting, they got to still face themselves in the mirror. They got to still deal with themselves. And some folks are giving up in the middle because nobody told them about the moment of truth. You got to hear me. You got things going on in, in, in your families. You got, you know, you, Holy Ghost help me today. We, we got things going on in our homes where we don't talk about it. church. I know this is PT. I'm talking about my church. I've got marriages on the rocks. Christians on the married but on the rocks. I've got folks calling me, pastor, I'm in the psych ward. Uh, Y'all not hearing me. Moment of truth, folks. Moment of truth.
moment of truth. I, I wish I could come and give you something to joke, but people are dealing with moment of truth. Stick with this, stick with this, Lorraine. So, how do we handle these moments of truth, Pastor Rain? Because if you haven't faced what you're going to, I know you might think, oh no, we're singing every praise, so we're not gonna have a moment of truth. <laughs> the more you love God, the more you're believing, you're gonna have moments of truth. says in verse 36, when Jesus went to the olive grove called Gethsemane, the place of crushing, he said, he told all the disciples that were with him, look, you sit here while I go over there to pray. But he only took Peter, James, and John with him. My first point that I want to give to you about moment of truth and, and how we handle it, you need to have a VIP circle. And, and your VIP circle is very influential. I didn't say important people. I said influential people. See, influential people are people that can exert influence. See, influence is the capacity or the power of a person to be a compelling force on a person's behavior, their actions. They're compelling, not controlling. Not manipulating. See, some of us like Janet Jackson, we like control. And, and some of us, the Holy Spirit, can I share a moment of truth with you? The Holy Spirit hit me because somebody wanted to bless me with something. And I said no. And they're like, no, Pastor, I want to give this. I just want to, you know, let me bless you. And, and, and I, you know, sometimes, and the Holy Spirit hit me and says, Lorraine, you need to deal with this. Why won't you let people bless you? And the Holy Spirit went deep down inside. I cried. I said, Lord, what? He says, because you want to be in control because you don't want to be beholden to nobody. Because some, ah, come on. Because some of us, when, when somebody has given us something, they've always wanted something in return. They were looking for something. And I said, Lord, everywhere I go, people are like, oh, can, you, can you prophesy to me? Oh, Pastor Ray, they want to dump stuff on me. So usually they want something from me. So now for me, it's like, don't give me nothing. No, I don't want nothing because if I'm going to be beholden to you, let me be in control. And the Lord says, I'm trying to bless you. And sometimes you stop me from blessing you because you got control issues. Oh, Jesus. See, the VIPs is a person that exerts influence. Look at what Jesus did. He had his disciples. We'll just say the 12 for now. 
And he tells three of them, you come with me. The other nine, you stay there. I need you to get this. He took Peter, James, and John, his VIPs, with him. He took Peter the Rock. He took somebody who's aggressive. Somebody who, who, speaks, who speaks up even when they're out of order. Sometimes, some, can, can I say, sometimes we need some speak up people in our lives. Sometimes you need some strong people because you know what? Some of them are the best ones to fight for you. Y'all better get this. Y'all better get this. See, he took James. James is a visionary who can see beyond. You need someone who's going to see beyond your present reality. Who can see into the future. You, you need someone who's going to be like, okay, yep, you're going through now. Yep, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. But let me also talk about over there. And he also had John because, see, John balanced out Peter and James. John was the one full of grace and love. John was the one who knows your heart. Who you entrust with what is valuable. See, John is the one you say, Mama, look to John. John, take my mama in when I die. They were the ones he took with him. He didn't take the others. Because, see, VIPs are crucial in your moment of truth season. Because, see, don't we pay extra tickets, extra money, rather, for those VIP tickets? What's the last concert you went to? Y'all don't go to concerts? <laughs> oh, y'all too, y'all too? Okay, let, let me think. Oh, let me think of a Christian group, because I know none of y'all went to, what, what, is Beyonce coming to? She's coming. See, y'all already know. See, see, some of y'all already know. She, she, she's coming. See, some of y'all already got your tickets. Don't say amen to that. Amen. Praise Jesus. <laughs> we better, we better. Christian folks don't go see Beyonce, do they? My brother, my worship leader said, nope. Uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. You need a moment of truth, brother, because. <laughs> yes, sir. Let me leave, let me, I'm not going to touch that, I'm not touching it, I'm not going there, I'm not touching that. See, Woo! moment of truth is right. I'm not going there about the beehive, I'm not going to touch her, I'm not touching it. church, him and his wife, they went to see India Ari. Oh, I know y'all love, oh, y'all love her. Yeah, yeah. All right, don't hate me when I say this, okay? He said to me, this came Sunday, he says, Pastor, we went to her concert. He says, he said, Pastor, we've had a headache ever since. And I said, he says, no, me and my wife. And he says, Pastor, I never, he says, I felt something there that I never felt there before. And I said to him, I said, I, I used to like a little bit NDRE too. And so I said, but you need to know about her. See, because I know we, we listen to these folks because some of them make us feel good. We like their words. 
yeah, Rico, Rico. You know, she, she just speaks to me, Pastor. I said, she's speaking to you, all right. She's speaking to you. And, and, and because I've heard her and what she does. See, you know, and, go read about her. Go study what she does. I'm not trying to make somebody feel guilty that you heard her. But let me say this. Be aware when you're listening. Because you better have a moment of truth what, that, what it is it's doing to you. I know you ain't got to invite me back again. You can tell Bishop, don't invite that woman back again. Because she stomped on all over in DRE. I'm not trying. But see, I, I, I've heard her, seen her. And she talk about the things that she does to get, you know, in the, in the spell she casts. But see, but because we've been desensitized. I, I think I better move on because, Ellen Carpet, I better move on because I, I, I see the looks, I see the eyes just staring at me. Today saying, don't you touch my India. Don't you touch my behind. I'm not trying to touch them. I'm just saying, what it does to your soul. See, you don't even realize what it's doing. Okay, Lorraine. It's a moment of truth. Somebody, yeah, moment of truth. Somebody say, moment of truth. I, I know. See, oh, go, go on, move on, Lorraine. Move on, move on, move on. Because can I say this? Let me get back to this text. Jesus didn't take all his disciples with him. Why? Because everybody can't handle you facing your moment of truth. Everybody can't be with you. And sometimes we want everybody to come. I need everybody. No, you don't. Stop it. Oh. See, VIPs are the ones that can say the hard thing or the truth to you, even if you don't want to hear it. They're going to speak it. The VIPs are the ones that can hold you accountable. The VIPs are ones that can handle your stuff even when we don't want to handle your stuff. Who's in your VIP circle? See, there was a man in the Bible, a prophet called Elijah. He had a moment of truth. And the Bible says after his moment of truth, when he heard that Jezebel was going to kill him by this time tomorrow, he goes running. And, and, and what it says is he leaves his servant and he goes further alone then he goes into a cave and in, into isolation what does he do he disconnects from people he cuts himself off I believe he didn't want his servant to see him in that state of fear or anxiety and wrestling with suicidal thoughts so he disconnected or cut himself off from contact some of you in this building today, some of you are watching, you're facing your moment of truth, you're, you're, you're testing, and you're trying to do it alone. You go into isolation, you disconnect, you cut off from people, you even cut off from church, and sometimes you cut off from God. You need to be aware, because that's when the enemy of our souls can do a lot of damage. And, and, and sometimes, you know, we, we've developed this going off by ourselves because of what we saw growing up in our families. We see them, you know, daddy or mother, they, they got, they, they got, we, we don't know where, they got off by themselves. And so we've developed through learned behavior. 
to go into isolation, to withdraw. See, as an introvert, I'm an introvert. Nobody believes me when I say that. Because I process eternally and I recharge my battery by spending time by myself. Can anybody relate? I used to have a shirt that said, leave me alone. And people said, you need to stop wearing that shirt. Cause I meant to leave me alone. See, and, and so, see, when this pandemic happened, can I say I wasn't too upset when they said, stay in your house, stay by, I, what? I remember the, 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 the black, the pastors were talking and then some of the pastors were like, oh, we miss being, we, we want to come out. And it was only me and one other, we don't miss it. I could stay on Zoom, man. I could stay home in my house, I'm good. I, I real, I'm, I'm good, I'm, I'm, I'm just good. But, but can I tell you something, that, that it, it, it developed our now trying to come out, it's hard for me. Y'all not getting this, y'all. Because see, when you cut off from others, whether it's forced isolation or intentional isolation, you need to recognize it's not always good to be alone. When God said it in the very beginning, he wasn't just talking about marriage. He was talking about plain old relationships. You need some VIPs. Who's in your VIP circle? Let me keep going because I see my time. Hurry up. Number two, how you going to handle your moments of truth? You need to be vulnerable. Somebody say vulnerable. What's that mean? You're willing to show emotion or to allow one's weakness to be seen or shown. In verse 33, it says, and he, meaning Jesus, became deeply troubled and distressed. The Amplified Classic states it like this. He began to show grief and distress of mind and was deeply depressed. Then he said to them, my soul is very sad and deeply grieved so that I'm almost dying of sorrow. See, we do not teach on the vulnerable Jesus. Jesus was vulnerable. Don't miss this moment, this significant moment of truth that Jesus has because see, it can have an effect on his destiny and his purpose. He has to get it out and he's not afraid. He says, he, he recognizes, look, those others can't handle my truth right now. He's Jesus, raised Lazarus from the dead, opened up blind eyes, healed the sick, cast out demons. But here he is talking about, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm deeply sad, I'm deeply grieved. I can only share that with a few, but I need to let, no, I'm not just gonna share it verbally. You can see it on me. Can I say this? PT, open your eyes. There are some folks in this building today who are deeply depressed and grieved. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. There are some folks in this place today who have, their minds are distressed. And they're just waiting for somebody to see them. But can I say to some of you, that are going through, you need a moment of truth because who can you trust to be vulnerable with? 
Y'all with me? Some of you might have heard me. I had an emotional angst situation last year after the death of my brother. And it hit me. And some of you knew my brother. He even did some work at this church. And he died in April and I took some, I took like, I said, oh, I'm gonna take this couple of weeks off and go, you know. So I took some time off and I went back to the church. It was on a Mother's Day. And I wasn't preaching, I said, I'm just gonna go in, go a little bit late, sit on the side. But as I was driving to church, I had an anxiety attack. And I couldn't figure out what was going on for me. My, my, if anybody, my heart was racing, I was sweating, it wasn't hot outside, and I was just like, what in the world? What in the world is going on? And, and being a therapist, I'm thinking, okay, Lorraine, why, why are you feeling like this? What, what, couldn't, just like, I'm going to church, to the church I've been, I've been pastor there for 25 years, like, like, what is wrong with you? I get there, I go inside, I go on, some of you know, we have a, a side entrance, I go on the side entrance. Uh, they were just ready to introduce the speaker. They introduced the speaker, and I come and slip on the side. I slip on the side uh, chairs, sit down, and preacher starts talking. And, uh, you know, I look up. And when I look up and see her preaching on the pulpit, but I see my brother's casket. I almost lost it. I almost lost it. But then, as soon as the preacher, you know, I, I try to make, I try to say, Lorraine, you can't leave right now because people are going to say, you just got here and you're leaving? What's going on? So, so, I said, no, I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to stick this out. So, as soon as the preacher finished, though, and started to pray, I left. I left. I didn't tell anyone what was going on. I just, I just, I, I got to get out of here. And, and someone from church Pastor, man, you did, you did a good sneaking. I saw you sneak in and sneak out. You know, there's always one who's, who's looking. Where, always one who sees when, when you're supposed to be praying and eyes closing and everything else. There's always one. I saw you sneak out there, Pastor. So, so, and, 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 but I never shared for a while with anybody because I felt shame. You say, why do you smell shame, Pastor? Because I'm a pastor. I'm a faith leader. I'm a therapist. I should know better. Oh, Holy Ghost today. Somebody got to get this. And, and one of my spiritual sons texted me and said, Pastor, take the time to heal. You're a human before you're a pastor. But see, I was tore up because I had been praying because not everybody knew my brother was sick. He didn't want people to know. Even when he was working here, sick. But didn't want, no, 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 can't let nobody, no, no, don't tell nobody, no. Because see, he didn't want my mom to know. So, I was like, okay, so we'd have private prayers. Few of us would just pray, praying was praying and fasting. And so, so when he died, can I tell you, I was angry. We need, we need to talk about anger and teach people in the church that there are times when you're going to be angry when you're facing your moments of truth. That you're going to even be angry 
You said you were hanging. Yes! God, we fasted, we prayed. Can I tell you, I didn't believe he would die. Not dead. I know some of you, see, some of you even can't handle my moment of truth. But some of you going through some stuff too. That you, whether it's somebody that died and, and grief, and the grief is still kicking you. I was about to say kicking you in your tail. But it wasn't until I became vulnerable that I was able to express this is what I'm going through, show my emotion, talk about grief. I even was able to talk about it in my church. And I, and I said, I know there's some still grieving deaths that happened 10, five years. And people are like, yes, pastor. But we, we can't really talk about it because somebody's going to label us. Is this all right? Some of you, some of you today, it, it might be the death of a person, an actual death, it might be the death of that relationship. But who, who can you really talk to about it? Because you, you, see, we say we are judgment-free zone, we lie. Because we judge, oh, well, I knew they ought not have, I knew it, I knew it, I, shut your mouth, okay? And, and, and learn how to listen non-judgmentally. Even if you got shut and says, Lord, help me right now to just open my heart and listen to this person. Because, Lord, this person is being vulnerable. But, God, even though I might have thought something, even though I might have told them, Lord, my heart is open to hear them, God, because they're being vulnerable. They're sharing this moment of, 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 of what they're going through, their emotions with me. And that's what Jesus was doing with, with these three. He's like, I'm sharing what I'm going through because I need you right now. Not to judge me, but stay with me. I need to move to my other point really quick. But my last point, we, we need a vigil. See, see, and a vigil, right, is a purposeful watch, maintain, especially at night, to guard, observe, and pray. See, the only time sometimes we do vigil is after the person is dead. Do I get any witnesses? We'll get calls. We want, we want to do a prayer vigil because someone has died, someone's been killed. That's too late. I, I'm not trying to disrespect or, or, or disrespect the dead, but see, you got to understand something. In the intensity of your moment of truth, and in, in the intensity of the moment of truth was so great for Jesus that he begged, just pray with me. Just stay with me. Stay here and keep watch. Who can you trust to stay with you and keep watch? Y'all all right? There are times when, see, you need to call a vigil. And I'm not just talking about well, all the church come together and pray. Who can you call to say, look, I need you to watch for my soul. Oh, Holy Ghost this morning. Can I come down? I know I'm being taken. Is it okay? I don't know about the, the camera, but can I come? Okay, good. I felt so far away like I'm in a, uh, let me stay away from, just tell me, just direct me if I need to be over or something like that. But, 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 there are times when we need somebody 
to watch for our soul. And I'm not talking Bishop Brian. Bishop's away. Who's watching for your soul? In your moment of truth. See, I, I didn't set this up. And I, I don't, don't yell at me, camera folks. Can I do an example? It just hit my spirit. I, I know I did it. Is it okay? Can I take you, my brother? Just come right here. This just hit my spirit. Come right there. He's going through. You, you can face them. All right, look at them. All right. I, I, I need some. Come here, bro, my brother. You. Yeah, come. Come, my brother. Can I grab you too, my brother? Please. I, I, need, I, need, I need a third. Can I grab you, my brother? Oh, no, you got to go through that camera thing. Can, can, can I grab you, my brother? Please. Yeah, you, you, you. You, 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 you. Come. All right. So I need you on the other side of him, please. All right. All right, what y'all gonna do? And, and I noticed the camera thing, I want you all to surround him. Surround him. Surround him. Put him in the middle. See, I see these, these are men. You see the men? Like, like. This just hit my spirit. See what a visual is? What's your name, brother? Tommy. Tommy. Did I say it right? Tommy. I know he's a worship leader. God uses him, but you never know when he's going to face this moment of truth. Who can he, can he call on, can he say like, I got some brothers that I'm going to say, look, watch for my soul that I don't give up in this thing. That I don't do something to me, I don't do something to somebody else that will pray me through, that I can call on and say, help, or just even if you don't say nothing, you just watch me. Sometimes you don't even have to pray. Sometimes you just right there. That's why Jesus got mad. Because he's like, can't you stay awake? Can't you see I'm facing a moment of truth? Can't you just be there with me? Can't you just watch me? I don't want to give up. This is my destiny. This is why God sent me to this earth. But right now this thing is so heavy. moment of truth. Y'all with me? We need to break the church spirit of you do it by yourself, all alone, that you can't share with the truth. I mean like real raw. And they're not going to judge you. I've had people come into my office and and they start to cuss. Oh, man, Pastor, I'm sorry. But they just, and I'd be like, it's okay. You're in your moment of truth. Oh, y'all real quiet. Y'all real quiet. Because some of you cuss. Th thank you, baby. Thank you. I got a yep. Yeah. Look at Elder Roy. Elder Roy's like, oh, Pastor, don't, don't go there. This is a moment of truth for you, elders, Because they do. And they got to be real enough that sometimes when they come in, it's going to come out. Get over yourself like, Whoa. well, wash your ears later if you, too, if you can't hear it. But let them deal with their moment of truth. You be 
Because what this brother got to do in God, he's going to have many moments of truth. And yeah, he might have a VIP, but he going to, let me say this to you, I'm prophesying to you, you need a VIP circle. You need a VIP circle. If you don't have one, pray, God, who is my Peter, James, or John? If I just get one for this time. God, because you, my brother, are called to the Lord. And you need to be surrounded. And, and not where you're pretending like, every praise is to our, yes, I'm, I'm just on the mountain top right now. No, because it is every, you study the Bible, every, almost every one of, anybody that's been called has had a moment of truth where they wanted to give up. You're going to get it, my brother. Who's surrounding you? Who can you be vulnerable with? Not, not, not nicely nice and religious talk. I, re I, I know. I rebuke every form and cast out every form of religion and, 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 and all that talking, all that. How you, I'm, I'm surviving. I'm, I'm the goddess. I'm not saying, I, I'm not trying to get on you for that, but there are times when you're not doing well. I gotta finish. I'm, I'm over. I think I'm over. I've done. I think I got three minutes left. Somebody today, thank you. Give it up for these brothers. Thank you. But I just want you to see that physically. See, sometimes they don't even need to say something. Sometimes just their presence. Sometimes we just gotta learn how to sit with people. Sit in silence. And just let them know I'm here for you. However long it takes, I'm here. That's why I believe Elijah didn't make it because he left his servant, he was by himself. That's why he said, Lord, I'm too afraid to kill myself, but you do it for me. Let's all stand. I got to get out of here. Because of my time. I hope you got this word today. This is a moment of truth, moment too. You might be in this building and, and, and you might not know Jesus Christ as your savior. It's a moment of truth. To face yourself like, I don't know this Jesus she's she talking about, that, that God that went through, all, went through all of this so that you could have life. All of this so that you could be real and not a phony. Went through all of this. If you're watching online, and I believe if you just write something in the chat, somebody's going to reach out to you online. If you want Jesus Christ and say, I'm a sinner and I... I want to be saved to that. I want Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe not just he died. I believe he suffered. Went through all of what he went through. His moments of truth just for me. If that's you, I want to do, I want to do two prayers today. If, if that's you, and you want Jesus, and you're in this house today, 
I'm gonna say, you can come, the altar is open. They sang a song, come to the altar. This altar's open, and we're just gonna pray for you. If you need Jesus, anybody. Now, if you know somebody who's here with you, you say, you know what? I'll help you face your moment of truth with you. If you don't wanna walk up there by yourself, I'll come with you. If there's anybody you come, come now. Hallelujah. I need people praying today, come on. It's not a spectator something, something. Come on, if you want to come, come on. I want to, my second altar calling, I need to do this quick because we got to get out of here. But if you're facing right now a moment of truth, and you say, Pastor Rain, I need some prayer. I want you to come right now, quickly. Come on, come quickly. If you're facing a moment of truth right now, right now, whoever you are, and you said this word was for me, I'm in a moment of truth, or I've been in a moment of truth, I want you to come. Don't, don't look around, don't just, just come, just come, just come, just come, just come, just come. Come on, come in close, come in close, come in close, come in close, come in close. You, you got your moment of truth right now. Whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, there's some more of you that need to be up here. Stop worrying about who's looking at you. Well, I'm going to do that all. No, there's a moment of truth. There's a moment of truth. Come on up here. If you need somebody to turn to somebody, say, can you walk with me? Can you walk with me? Because can, can you be my VIP for the moment? I need somebody to walk with me. Can you walk with me? This is my moment of truth. Leave all religion. This is a judgment-free zone. Whatever you, whatever it is. This moment of truth. Where are my elders? Where are my elders in this house? Where are the elders? Roshimandia. I don't know. I know. I know we got to, but elders. Can we just take five minutes to pray for people? Okay. I need you to pray for some people because you don't know what anybody is, is about to go thinking it. They could be on their last leg and just like, I came to church today. Hoping somebody would pray for me. Hoping somebody would notice me. Because this is my moment of truth. Come on. Pray for somebody. I need, I know. I need those of you that are in the audience. We're not going to take. But I need you to stretch forth your hands to people up here. Just, if you can't stretch, just pray. Just pray. Father God, in the name of God.
Even those of you at this altar, just cry, God, I'm here. 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 Even if somebody can't get to you and pray for you, God, I'm here. God, I'm here. I'm here, God. I'm here in my moment of truth, God. I'm here. I'm not going to lie about it anymore, God. I'm not going to fake it till I make it, God. Grace be upon you. Grace be upon you. Grace.
Hey family, thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.